Let's do some takeaways from last night's Spurs loss to the Heat. Take a look at the Spurs at the trade deadline, and should they even make a move? You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Hot Rod. And I'm RC from the Cybertron Spurs. And you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Cannes 5 San Antonio. Glad everybody's having a great day. Hope you all are. And we'll get you through it regardless right here on Lockdown Spurs. Uh, you guys are the everydayers. We thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every single day. Cannes 5 Plus app, YouTube. Pick a platform. We are there. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Hey, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be looking at last night's game, just real briefly. Uh, some takeaways from the Spurs loss. No shocker. Uh, and then bringing our guest, Hector Ledesma. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Spurs at the trade deadline. Yeah, that's today. Uh, basically evaluating who you know the Spurs could dangle. If they're going to make a move, how's this build, rebuild going on, and so much more. Just hang on tight. That'll be coming up next. But about last night, your Spurs lost to the Miami Heat, 116-104. to Yeah, Spurs um, were hanging in there tough. They were. They were. But we're going to get to those, uh, those uh, three takeaways in a few seconds. But, yeah, they dropped to 10-41, and 0-1 to start the rodeo road trip. They play again tonight versus the Magic, so it doesn't get any easier. So uh, hopefully the Spurs can rebound from the loss. And speaking of the loss, go ahead and give those takeaways. Let's start off in the fourth quarter. Takeaway number one, they could not talk. Broken record here. They could not play a complete 48 minutes. They could not play a complete four periods of of, uh, basketball. They were hanging in there, there. They were down by one at the third. They were down by one at the half. They were really bringing that energy against the uh, Miami Heat in their gym, no less. And then the fourth quarter came about, and boy, did the wheels come off so fast. Miami outscores the Spurs 38-27 to in the fourth period, and then it came down to shooting in that final frame. Spurs cannot buy a bucket in that fourth quarter. Nine for 23 from the uh, field, 39%. While the uh, Miami Heat went 12 for 19, 63% from the field. They just outshot the Spurs. And that's really what doomed them. It was that fourth period. And that's the first takeaway is, again, fourth period, not playing complete 48 minutes. They just got dusted in that fourth quarter. And that was all she wrote. Takeaway number two, they had no answer for Jimmy Butler. He finished with a triple-double. You know, he really amped up his game. He shouldered the Heat to uh, the win uh he got a little little testy with the refs he thought he could end one he mouthed off to the refs when he just came alive he came alive again he finished with a uh, triple double on the night he finished with 17 points 11 rebounds and 11 assists yeah he was he was a big problem for the spurs uh just doing it all for uh, miami now the heat you know they had not just butler having one but they had uh what oof, Five players in double figures. Bam Adebayo with 20 points. Tyler Hero with 24. Terry Rozier with 13. Jaime Hawkins with 10. So, yeah, but uh, pretty much for Miami, it was my, uh, Jimmy Butler being just a pest for the Spurs throughout the entire game. And takeaway number three is just they had they looked 
out of sorts. They look like they lacked energy, lacked focus in that fourth period. They look like a young team. Uh, you, you, you would think with the three days off they had before the rotary road trip start, they would come out with a lot of energy, at least for 48 minutes, and they didn't. You know, Victor, 27 minutes, 18 points, 13 rebounds, 7 for 13 shooting, 3 of 5 from the three line. He had himself an okay game, you know. Uh, and then you're looking at Devin Vassell with 19 points, Trey Jones with 19 points. But there really wasn't that much uh, else. It's, it's like they ran out of gas in that fourth period. They just came apart. And, um, yeah, you don't make shots in that fourth quarter in a tight game. You don't have somebody who can just take over the game. Well, the Spurs do, Wimby, but he just didn't rise to the occasion. Uh, you know, and that just spells doom for the Spurs. And, and to, to highlight how much the Spurs, at least the starting five, didn't have any energy, uh, the Heat starting five, 83 points. The Spurs starting five, 68 points. It was actually the Spurs bench that kept things a little interesting late in the fourth period. They came off and actually outscored the Heat bench 36 to 33. So, yeah, uh, that, that starting five just uh, looked like they were just all out of sorts. Uh, after the game, Victor Wamama said that, you know, it was a shooting check. Uh, he also tipped his cap to Miami for being a veteran team and uh, he said about turnovers and whatnot, and they just couldn't shoot. But, I mean, my goodness, you know, that's pretty much takeaway number three right there, just lack of energy, lack of energy uh, for the game. Now, look, we've had to add a 3B to this, uh, just uh, to leave with some sort of positive note here. The Spurs were distributing the ball amongst each other, recorded 30 assists on 41 made field goals. So that's pretty good. It's their 26th game this season with at least 30 assists, second most in the league this season. And the Spurs have actually have won nine of the last 10 games this season when recording 30 assists. So it was tracking well. You know, the Spurs sharing the ball, staying in tight against Miami, making shots. Uh, but yeah, that fourth period, they just really came apart. But that is your quick. Uh, Spurs Heat takeaways. Uh, this again, they play tonight versus the Magic, and uh, we'll see what happens. Coming up next, we have Hector Desma. We're going to be discussing the Spurs at the trade deadline today, and uh, just kind of you know seeing what the Spurs might be able to do. What can they do? Should they do anything? That's next, right here on Locked On Spurs. Hey, I want to talk to you about Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have li a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for uh, city drives, great escapes. They have the class exclusive Google built in. Is You're always updating your assistant to call on for almost anything. Uh, look, gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store are right built right into the uh, Nissan uh, Rogue into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen information system. So, yeah, the 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Now, Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. has room up to 8 and expansive cargo capacity, advanced available 4x4 capacity, with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer look go do it man take the nissan rogue nissan pathfinder or nissan armada and go find your next adventure shop nissanusa.com
And we're back right here on Locked On Spurs, joined by Hector Ledesma of Clutch Points. He is their Spurs beat writer. Y'all know him. He's a familiar face around these parts. Hector, how you doing? Good, Jeff. How are you, my man? Hey, it's trade deadline day, huh? It is Can't be more excited, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Exciting time, especially as we wait to see what the Spurs might not do, right? Right, right. This is going to be pretty much all Spurs fans today. Like, okay, we stayed up for nothing, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know... Uh, I would have put it past the Spurs to do something. I mean, Brian Ryan has shown that he's willing to make deals. You know, he's not a trader Bob levels, but way back in the day, Bob Bass. But he has made moves. We saw DeJounte to Atlanta, Boston, and Derek White. We see we saw all that. But I get what the, he was trying to do at that time, trying to get this team race to the bottom so they could build back up. But now they're already building back up. Do you think they're still in that mindset of still trying to get uh, assets at with the Spurs here at the trade deadline? You know, that, that's a great question. Yeah. Yes and yes and no. And I don't mean to waver and waffle, but here's where the yes and no aspect comes in. I don't think, Jeff, and if they're being honest with themselves, I think they'd say this out loud. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they thought they'd be as bad halfway into Wemby's rookie season as they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frankly, bluntly, I think they expected more out of some of the guys on their roster. Mm. Does that mean that those guys are going to stay what they are for the rest of their careers? Mm. No. Mm. But right now, they don't have a clear sense of, well, are these the building blocks that we want to put around Wemby that we thought? Like, almost out of making it simpler – the answer mm-hmm. to that question is yes. Like, yes, I think if you get Wimby, another star, or a fantastic point guard, I think you can you can be good with guys like Vassell and Sohan around. But I think what they're not sure about right now is, is Vassell good enough to be your, like two years from now, mm-hmm. is Vassell good enough to be your second best player on a team that's contending for a right. deep run to the playoffs? Like, I think yeah. best case scenario – at this point of the season, at this much into Wemby's rookie year, I think they would have hoped that their mm-hmm. answer would have been yes. Yeah. Wemby, Sohan, Vassell, yeah. those are our cornerstones. We don't need to do much because we've already got Wemby. It's just building around him. I think as opposed to that, I think they're still in a spot where they're like, do we need like that second guy and that third guy yeah who's going to be the the best, the second, third best player on a contender. And is that type of guy available? If not right now, then in the summer, can we go chase it? And maybe right. because of that, the assets aren't um, as coveted and aren't, mm-hmm. aren't, aren't as prized as they were leading into this year. You you, you mentioned Kelvin. Uh, he's been kind of the, the main target for all these trade rumors regarding San Antonio, even – Vegas online betters, the bet online have Kelton landing with the Pistons, you know, ahead of the trade deadline. So the, but, and I look at the numbers and we talk about building blocks, you know, if we're looking from Wimby's point of view, well, he definitely loves playing with Kelton and, um, and, and Vassell, excuse me, I should say with Vassell the most, excuse me. Uh, I didn't mean to say Kelton, I meant to say Sohan. Kelton's not in that mix. If you're looking at the passing, Wemby passes to Devin the most and vice versa. And then you look at Wemby, second player he passes the most to is Sohan. Kelton is a distant 12. So far, 12 passes from Wemby 
to Keldon. You have 25 from Wimby to Vassell. So if if it's Wimby's team and they're building around him, I think Vassell might be safe, which leaves guys like Keldon and Sohan and everybody else perhaps on the trading block. Not Maybe not this time around, but it may, maybe in the, in the future, like in the offseason, Hector. I think right now, whether you agree with it or not, I think right now the Spurs field, their, their second best player is Vassell, their third best player is Sohan. And then yeah. after those guys, it's Jeremy. I, I'm yeah. sorry, Keldon. I think that's their hierarchy of teams, and I, I think that's I, I think that's pretty clear this point into the season. What they don't know though is how good is Vassell going to be as a second player, as a second best player, two years from now. Mm. And so the question then remains: Is well, if you're going to move Vassell, what are you comfortable giving up for him? And what right. would what would somebody else give up to get a Devin Vassell? You know, because if those things don't match. Well, then you ride out with Vassell and 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 uh, and and Sohan and even a guy like Keldon, who, as you mentioned, is kind of on the trading. By the way, quick tangent: the irony there is Keldon's probably been their most consistent guy outside of Wimby, right. uh, right. you know, yep. for, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think of Keldon, yeah. and that doesn't mean he doesn't have off nights every once in a while. But in context to this group, he's probably been, mm-hmm. been their, their second most consistent player. Mm-hmm. Him and Trey, Trey's been pretty yeah. consistent too when he's gotten the opportunity. Right. Um, but back back to the general conversation is if they can't get what they want or what they think is fair for a Devin or a Sohan or 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 a Keldon, then, yeah, then, yeah. then yeah, then they're gonna stay they're gonna stay pat, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of uh, the moves they're gonna make. You know, so th- the other guys, the more tradable guys, McDermott, Jetty, Devontae Graham, those are easier to discuss because they don't mm-hmm. go into the complication of well, is this guy a potentially still a future building block? Like the jury's still out on whether he's going to be an all-star caliber type player. Not an all-star, mm-hmm. but maybe right underneath that, I guess is the way I should phrase it. Right. The jury's still out on that. If you're leaning toward no, okay, but that's still a pretty good solid player. You know, that's still mm-hmm. a, that's still kind of to, to give an example of, of a guy that's first half traded away. That's a DeJounte Murray type player. That's a Derek White type player. Guys yep. who might make an all-star game once or here and there throughout the mm-hmm. career. Or guys who are in the conversation but don't quite really make it. Those are still really good players. But sales right. sales more than likely going to be that. Do you want to give that up this early in his in your career? And if so, if you're if you're willing to take that chance because of what he could still might what what he could still be, what's 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 the appropriate return? And so it gets complicated. Yeah, yeah and you you're talking about earlier about players maybe not living up to what expectations may have been heading into the new season. We were talking about Devin Vassell. I mean, you look at his numbers from last year to this year, not that much of a difference. If you want to be technical about it, sure, there's been improvement as of right now of this recording. Uh, 18.7 points per game last year, 18.5 rebounds this year, 3.6 last year, 3.9 assists, 3.5 this year, 3.6 last year. You see, we're going with this. If anything, he make his significant development has been in the field goal percentage. He bumped it up six uh, percentage points, 46 percent last year, 43. But he's kind of the same player now. Is that a byproduct of Wimby coming here? You know, obviously the touches are going to go to him. Not to Devin. Well, though, tell that to Devin when the game's on the on the line and he wants to take the final shot. But uh, you know, you look at the contract, the financials of it. Keldon, all these guys, they have easily flippable uh, contracts. 
you look at Keldon's, his declines uh, throughout this current contract when it before it expires. Very reminiscent of a DeJounte Murray, very reminiscent of Derek White. You know, that's a contract that other teams would want to have. Right. So I, I look at them and and you look at where they are right now in their season, Hector. I mean, season's a wash. It's over. I mean, do you really want to fake up the roster that much? I mean, do you do, would they really want to do that now? Or should they wait for that in the offseason? I think you wait for it in the offseason. I, I, I yeah. don't think you trade unless somebody's silly enough to give you what the Hawks gave for DeJounte. Yeah. Unless unless you have that kind of offer in front of you, I, I don't I don't think it's you know I like for example, straight up. Let's go through the scenario, right? Just like boil it down. Forget mixes and matches. Forget capital mm-hmm. and, and the way trades are 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 um everything is currency in terms of the way trades are are looked at these days. To and and I ask this to the common fan who's just watching or listening to this: Would you trade Devin? for just a generic first round pick. And I say generic first, yes. and I say a generic first round pick because like the Pistons aren't giving you next year's first pick for Devin Vassell. Mm-hmm. You no, know uh you know the 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 worst teams in the NBA aren't giving you the first pick their first pick of this coming draft for Devin Vassell. So would you take for example Milwaukee's first round pick, Philadelphia's mm-hmm. first round pick yeah. for Devin some people might say, "Yes, take it. Yeah, Definitely not helping you. Get yeah. ten games. Okay, that's fair. But play that out. Don't you think that? Don't you think that Devin is going to end up being better than like the twenty seventh player or the twenty eighth mm-hmm. player picked in this coming draft? So sure. yeah. So so that's where it kind of gets dicey because of how young Devin and Jeremy and Keldon, how young they are. Is is therein lies the crux, right? Like. Yes, they're not – they haven't taken the leap that maybe the, the Spurs themselves hoped they would take by this point of the season. And and to something you said earlier, Jeff, to be – let's be fair to Devin. He's not any worse than he was last year. He's not worse, right, yeah. But I think the Spurs were hoping that he takes mm-hmm. – and I'm going to throw the name out there just because they're tied, right? They're, they're linked. But I think they were hoping that he, he would not be the exact, maybe not the exact same player, maybe not the exact same impact, but there would be an Hallib- a Halliburton-type leap. Mm-hmm. A leap there, you know? Yeah, that's, a, that's a big leap. Yeah. Well, but, but, but if you look at Devin's first couple of years, there's been a nice progression, and you bring up right. the Wimby factor, right? Like, is Wimby the reason that he's not scoring 25 points per game? Probably. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Yeah. But if he's scoring 25 points per game on a team without Wimby, they're a very empty 25 points, right? Like best case scenario is you want 20 on a, on a, on a, on a good team, on a, on a, on a mm. contender. And we're, 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 the Spurs themselves are trying to figure out if – and there's a patience in there too, although now this is year four for Devin, is w- when is that going to happen if it's going to happen? You know, do you – you know, and so because you're still left with all these questions – it's awfully hard to pull the trigger right now on a guy yeah. like Devin or Jeremy, and you can mm-hmm. have a whole other conversation about Jeremy or Keldon. Uh, even Keldon, he's still, he's only in his he's the longest tenure spur. He's only in his fifth yeah. year. He's still twenty four yeah. years old or twenty five. He might be twenty five. Yep. He's the older statesman of like the core at the age of twenty five. Yep. You know, so you, that's what you get caught up when you talk about dealing these guys. Is what do you get in return? And honestly, are you going to get something better? When mm. 
And then there's the whole Wimpy aspect to it too, right? Which mm -hmm. I think we're going to get into throughout the, the rest of the show. Yeah, absolutely. And this will be very clear. Uh, Hector and I, we're recording this before any major right. or any Spurs deal has been made ahead of the trade deadline. So if something does happen during this recording, obviously, you know, recorded before that so just just keep that in mind moving forward but yeah i mean that gives us a great uh chance to take a quick break when we get back we're gonna ask should the spurs even make a move at all period at all you, you know do you want to shake the roster we kind of said no but if there is a move to make what would it be what would it look like what would we like to see go down that's coming up next right here on lockdown spurs with hector ledesma make sure to follow him on x at Hector Ledesma TV. He is the Spurs writer for Clutch Points. We're going to be discussing that and more in just a few seconds. Hey everybody, I want to talk to you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over three million members. They are the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, and it's just you against the numbers. That's it. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and hopefully you can start watching those winnings roll in. They have it all. I mean, seriously, they got it all at Prize Picks. Look. As they would say, it's demon time on Prize Picks. You can now win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You could turn ten bucks into a thousand dollars. Yeah, that should be a big reason why you go get that app right now. And Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit them in just less than sixty seconds. And they offer Apple Pay for quick, easy deposits. Discounts on selected player projects up to 25% to provide even more value. They usually do that on promotion days like Taco Tuesday. They have it all. Go get that Price Picks app right now. Hey, look, I have it. You should have it too. NBA season is full swing. We got one more game left in the NFL season. So better hurry up and go get that Price Picks app right now. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Pricepicks.com slash locked on MBA. The code is locked on MBA. Again, first deposit match up to $100. Price picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, San Antonio, you stay up late catching the end of the Spurs game and in need of yourself of a pick me up? Well, look no further than Muslingers Drive Through Coffee. Muslingers is locally owned independent coffee shop and they're proud to make delicious coffee for our community. They do it fast, they do it friendly, so you get on with your day. Whether you're in the mood for a latte, cold brew, Red Bull-infused lightning bolt, they got it all. They have drinks for every single taste in San Antonio. They also have a wide selection of dairy alternatives, low-calorie options, even caffeine-free drinks for those who just want to take it easy. You want to follow them on social media. I'm telling you, go do it right now. Follow them at Muslinger, S-A-T-X. That's on Threads, X, Facebook, TikTok. The list goes on and on. Very interactive. They have a wide selection of drinks for you to choose from at Muslingers drive through Coffee, friendly staff, mini donuts, the OG OJ, and they have it all. You should be going to Muslingers every single day, San Antonio. Swing by Muslingers drive through Coffee for a tasty and convenient caffeine fix. Located at 2404,000 Oaks Drive near 2160.04, open every single day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Once again, 2404,000 Oaks Drive near 2160.04, open every day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Go there right now. Why? Because life is too short for bland coffee. This is Emily Swallow, and you are listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And we're now back right here on Locked On Spurs, joined by the Hulk himself. Oh, that's not the Hulk. I thought that was a Hulk. That's Hector Ledesma. Hector Ledesma on X. Hector Ledesma TV, clutch points Spurs rider. Look, he may not be the Hulk, but I heard a rumor. 
that you actually oh, took no. down the Hulk while playing one on one with Wemby and you beat Wemby as well. That's pretty Dude, impressive. I, I you know you know what's funny is I I think were you there the day we got into a conversation right before his first practice about if you played one on one, could you even get a shot off against Yeah, him? I think yeah, I was there. I mean I, I think I heard that conversation, yeah. Like like could one of your shots hit the rim? Like, no. Ooh. I don't I don't think any one of my shots mm. would hit the rim. No, I mean I had to chuck it maybe from half court. Maybe that's the best way. And hopefully it hits the rim. Yeah. 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 But no, but going up in the paint, you know, with his ability. I mean, you've seen those highlights where his back is to the person who's penetrating to the rim, but he just gets a glimpse and he's, his length can just reach like this and disrupt it or block it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it should be humanly impossible to do what he's doing. But Exactly. Hey, you know, well, you know, yeah, athleticism. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I'm glad we're talking about Wemby because, you know, we kind of answered this question as be the next, the final segment here, should they make a move? But, you know, I guess perhaps the big overarching question should be, should they make a move with Wemby's future in San Antonio in mind? I think that might be the direction the Spurs go, whether at the trade deadline today or in the offseason. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. Now, he, the, but, but, then again, then the kid thing becomes like, what's a smart move? Mm. Because look, remember the Chris Paul rumors back in the summer? I remember that. Yep. Okay. The comment, the consensus was, and this is where the Spurs fell, or this is the side the Spurs fell on, is don't mortgage your future. Don't give up a lot of assets for an mm. aging point guard, right? A veteran point guard. True. In the moment, though, how much would how much better off would Wimby be with a Chris Paul type guy having him as a teammate through the Ooh. first half of his rookie season? Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking numbers. Yeah. I'm talking the growth of your game, knowledge of how to play, the expectation of how you should play when you're paired mm-hmm. with a quality uh distributor. Right. And and Wimby hasn't experienced any of that yet. Now, I don't mean to kind of waffle here and say that means the Spurs should have traded for Chris Paul, Mm -hmm. but I think given what the asking price might have been, right? But I think the question always is in the back of your mind is what is best for him in terms of building around him? Because while he is going to be absolutely spectacular and bordering on unstoppable in a couple Mm -hmm. of years, he's not going to be there next year. He might not be there when I say there at that level. Right, he might yeah. not be at that level in two years yet. He might not be. He's still got to develop. What's crazy about this, Jeff, is he's doing what he's doing without any kind of a without any semblance of a go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there he he's basically just out there playing pickup for the most yeah. part. What for is people yeah. doing? He does. Now, yes, it's coming within more of a system, and it's a little bit more structured now than it was at the beginning of the season. But he doesn't have a, a, a move that he goes to when he really needs a bucket. And I think that's part of the reason why the Spurs have struggled down the stretch in terms of why didn't Wimby get touches. Yes, but some of that's on them. And 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 the whole Vassell not seeing him thing against, against New Orleans is a totally different thing. But also, if we're being honest with ourselves, there were a couple of times down the stretch of that New Orleans games where Wimby got the ball. He mm-hmm. didn't have his hands on the ball in those couple of those possessions, and he passed it back out because he wasn't he wasn't comfortable getting to a spot or hadn't gotten to a spot by the time he got the ball 
where he felt like he could do something and make something happen. Yeah. So as he becomes that, what do you put around him, right? Like, do you mm-hmm. put, like, an all-out star, like a Doncic around him? Do you put um, – I guess you could – You could. Trey Young would also qualify, like, as an all-out yep. star, right? Yes, but, yes. Yep. But, but do you put someone like a Trey Young who maybe isn't the scorer that Luka is? Mm-hmm. Um, Along the same along the same lines as Luca, do you you know do you try to throw the sink at at uh you know at uh, at at uh, at Giannis if he if he yeah. if there's more rumblings of him being unhappy and hey I might leave Milwaukee and whatever like what type of guy do you put next to Wimby in the next couple of years as he's growing into right. what he's what to what he's going to grow into and my thought is you surround I tend to lean toward you surround him or you put him around a really good distributor a smart mm-hmm preferably a veteran, somebody who's really going to know how to play and specifically how to play with Wimby as much of an mm-hmm. enigma as, as Vic is, mm-hmm. learn how to get him in his spots, where he wants the ball, the best ways in which to get him touches and all those sorts of things. I think that's what you want to do. The question is what kinds of guys are out there? You know, yeah, who, yeah. Who, who who is going to – who what who that has that kind of player is going to be willing to part with that guy – and 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 when they want high picks for that guy, are the Spurs willing to part with those right. picks with all yeah. their you know with all their assets? Yeah, it, it's going to be a high asking price if the Spurs want to bring in a heavy hitter, as you mentioned, like a, a Trey Young or, or, or you know, whatnot. And you know, you look at the recent rumors as well. What was the big one most recently? Dejounte Murray. Oh, you know, Dejounte Murray Spurs a reunion. What's going on here? You know, and I've said it to you. I said it to many other people who've been locked on Spurs. Okay, fine. You know, it happened to be DeJounte, but I'm just glad they know the issue. The issue is point guard. It could have been DeJounte, could have been Kyle Lowry, could have been, you know, pick a point guard that's, that could possibly be available. Drew Holiday, you know, fine. At least Spurs, I'm glad you recognize the issue. And I feel bad because I look at Trey Jones and he's an awesome player. He's a really good player, just yeah. dynamite, you know, does a bang up job. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I was surprised to see this in the clutch where either the Spurs are behind or uh, tied with five minutes left. The the mo- one of the top five clutch players for the Spurs is Trey Jones. So, um, you know, just it, but he's just that that lack of shooting that that's what's killing him right now is that outside shot, and then he's undersized. You know, if I look at you know in a dream world, I would love to have a, a Mike Conley, a, a Drew Holiday, you know, and also another player like this, but without the off the court baggage, even like a Rajon Rondo, that kind of dog mentality that'll get the play set up and get everything going. But I think that's going to be priority number one, Hector, whether it be at the trade deadline today, if they do make a move, or in the off season is addressing the point guard situation. Your thoughts? No doubt. And I can't help but think, I can't help but think is listening to you too, is what we've learned at following the Spurs and what Spurs fans have really learned is at the end of the day, still no such thing as positionless basketball. Right. You may have versatile guys who can do a number of different things, you may not need a 7-2 hulking center who just clogs up the middle anymore. Yeah. But there's no such thing. We're not, it's not positionless basketball. I think Mm-mm. we got psyched out. And I say we, I say general basketball mm. world collectively got psyched out into thinking guys can do different things. So therefore, 
get the five guy best guys out there and they should be able to complement each other because mm -hmm. they're also versatile. And what we're seeing is there's still a need for certain skills, especially on certain teams. The Spurs are one of those teams. Maybe mm -hmm. you can get away with without having a key distributor, a key guy who's going to get you. If maybe if you're a team that has two of the top 10 guys in the league or, yeah. or, or, or a generation. Basically Denver, basically the Nuggets. If you're the Nuggets, yeah, you well, can get away with that. Even the Nuggets, like I think, I think Jamal Murray is pretty much a point guard. Like he's a mm -hmm. scoring guard, but yeah, we've seen a scoring. Isaiah Thomas was a scoring point yep. guard. You know, Jamal Murray's a point guard. You know, he's not John Stockton. No, that mean he's not a point guard. You know, uh, and so you look at you and you look at how much they lose when they don't have him. You mm -hmm. know, J Jamal Murray's not Kobe Bryant. Like that's not his game. You know, he's not LeBron. That's not his game. Jamal Murray is in the mode of a point guard. Um, mm -hmm. it's the, the modern day point guard, if that's the way you, you want to phrase right. it, the game has right. changed. You know, saying that positionless basketball isn't quite positionless doesn't mean the game hasn't changed. It's obviously right. changed. It just, it, 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 it's just not synonymous yeah. with positions and skills don't matter because they can find a way to complement each other. Maybe, yeah. but it's not as simple as just throwing them into a pot. Yeah, you, you add the fact too that in recent years, I don't know about this upcoming all-star game uh, this month, but in past previous all-star games, what was it, the ballots when it did away with that? Oh, just pick five players. And then and I think they're coming back to positions now and look, if it wasn't positionless, then I mean, if it, if it is position, excuse me, then why did the Spurs say Wimby, you're a five? Right. You know, if it's really positionless, then it should be right. Wimby, keep on doing what you're doing. And you're going to talk about the Spurs specifically, why did yeah. so, why did Sohan hate his time at the point guard? Yeah. Yeah. If it's really yeah, true, well, he despises it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Why why does why do the other players talk about how much of a difference? Not trying to disrespect Jeremy when they're saying this, but they yeah. talk about how much of a difference Trey has made. Trey Jones, yeah. You know, Trey talks about the importance of running the offense. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the evidence, especially with this team, is all around. Yeah. Is all around. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, look, we were answered the question: Should they make a move? Right now, today, trade deadline. Again, everybody, we're recording this before the buzzer goes off, trade deadline, you know, so maybe something could have happened. But if nothing happened, I don't see any blockbuster move, nothing DeJounte, Derek White levels. I think we're pretty safe to say perhaps we may have seen McDermott, Osmond, and Graham's possible last days in San Antonio. If It would be those three of the usual suspects right now, right? Yeah. If it's going to yeah. be if – if there's a move – I would expect it's going to be dug for like a yeah. second rounder and a throw in, mm. you know, somebody yeah. on somebody's roster who, you know, gets, you know, six points and four rebounds a game or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's going to be that type of a move. I, I would be shocked if it's Devin for whatever, a first and a right. second rounder or whatever Devin would command on it. I don't even, you know, it's, it's hard to even tell with a guy like mm -hmm. a Devin and a guy like a Sohan, you know, um, but but yes, but it, to the the long way of answering your question, Jeff, is it's going to be Doug for one of those, Jetty for one of those, in one of those mm -hmm. situations, Devontae for like a straight up second rounder, yeah. like in twenty twenty seven or something. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be one of those types of moves. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if if nothing happens with like Graham. They tell him in the waiver wire time, you know, okay, well, thank yeah. you for your service, you know, and right. go go latch on another team, but. Yeah, I think there, it'll be kind of quiet. I mean, I think if also another situation the Spurs just help facilitate 
a big move. I can definitely see the Spurs being involved in those situations. Well, we need a third team to come in and make the numbers work. I see the Spurs serving in that capacity. But you also look at the two the other NBA GMs. They know what the Spurs are sitting on right now. You know, if I'm an NBA GM and I'm looking at San Antonio and they called me and I called them, whatever. They look, I know you can afford the price. How many first round picks you got? How many flippable players you have right now? Uh, look, this will help you your rebuild. You just got Wimby. How much more do y'all help y'all want to need? You know, those basketball guys smiled on you. So, you know, it might be um, some heavy negotiations with Brian Wright and yeah. other teams. But if there ahead. was, if there was like a disgruntled star type player, mm-hmm. the Spurs would be in prime position to try to pry that guy away. Mm-hmm. But that we know of, there's not a guy who's mm-hmm. asking to get out or who's really, or, mm-hmm. or who's not getting along with the coach or who's had it up to here with the organization because absent so absent of that yeah what you're dealing with is realistically what are we going to get what can we get for doug and is it worth it what can we get for osman is it worth it what can we get for Devontae? and is it worth it you know everybody else is either it really becomes the spurs really have to sit back and think about it based on what the other teams because again no one's going to say we'll give you two first rounders for devin I don't think yeah, anyone's no. going to say that. I would be shocked. <laughs> yeah, you know? I would be shocked too. But because, it, yeah. because no one's going to say that, the Spurs are really going to sit back and think about if they do get an offer for Devin, at the end of the day, is it worth it? Because, yes, Devin might not be, you know, Kobe Bryant right now, not that anybody else is, but just throwing it out mm-hmm. there just to talk about how, you know, with the level of a player that fans might want. Devin might, be not, might not be that, but he's also probably better than anybody you're going to get late in the first round for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He is Hector Ledesma. Follow him on X at Hector Ledesma TV. He's a Spurs writer for Clutch Point. What is going on in your neck of the woods, Hector? Well, you know, I don't travel uh, to most games uh, with the team. So I'm going to be here in San Antonio while the Spurs are on the rodeo road trip. So I've been trying, I'll be tracking them, you know, uh, seeing what they say afterwards as well. Still be, still be uh, uh, writing uh, on what the team is doing. We got a piece coming up, Jeff. Actually, on I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna post it during uh during right when All Star break hits, maybe like that okay. first day before, like maybe that Thursday or that Friday. Um, basically on the Spurs, who's the who's like the calm it down? Hey everyone, things are gonna be okay. Guy on the team, mm-hmm. Keldon's the rah rah in your face. Never is never quiet. Boy, guy. is he? Yeah, is he's he? that guy. Oof. Who's the other guy on the end of the, on, the, on the other end of that spectrum? And so I'm, I'm working on that piece and probably will do that right when All-Star break starts. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Ken's 5 Plus app. Hit the platform. We are there. Spotify, sure, we're there too. Everywhere you find your favorite podcast, you can find Locked On Spurs. And on YouTube, you can find Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 streaming channel, only on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. Go subscribe to it right now. All just so many shows are on there. We're in the rotation. Hopefully you click on it and we're there and we're you caught you caught that show in the right time. Locked on sports today, 24-7 streaming channel. So for Hector the Hulk Ledesma, I am Jeff Garcia. We're gonna put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. <laughs>